Amen. Amen. I believe God is going to speak to us here tonight. Amen. Amen. Brother Colby, would you help us with prayer? God, let's worship him together.
And in 538 BC, Cyrus, king of Persia, issued a decree permitting the Jewish exiles to return to their homeland to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple in fulfillment of Isaiah's and Jeremiah's prophecies and Daniel's intercession. And the first company of Jews, they returned to Jerusalem and laid that foundation for the temple in 536 B.C. And amid much excitement, they're all excited about the temple. They're building it. Finally, they're rebuilding it after so long and prophecy and prayer went into it. And then all the enemies of Israel came coming down on them, the Samaritans and the neighbors of Israel, their enemies. They came and opposed the work and they caused the work to cease. So from that point on until 520 B.C., 16 years later, when the prophet Haggai showed up, the people just grew spiritually passive. Right. And they went to just rebuilding their own houses. Come on. They left the house of God. Come on. Just left it as a foundation. And we see that that first group, they laid a foundation. But God was calling on, on that next group of people 16 years later, almost a whole generation later, to finish the work and to build the house of God. You know, and I was just thinking about, about this thought, and just to illustrate it, I was just thinking about the business world and how the law of business demands that something be profitable, and that you can't just throw money at things and resources at something without turning a profit. You know, I'm just, you know, in the stock market, if you go invest in companies that are just blowing through cash and they ain't producing nothing, they're going to go bankrupt and they're going to just be gone. You're going to throw all your money away. If Colby's running his lawn business and he's just blowing through cash, that's building up debt. And if he's not producing more than he's spending, right. he's going under. That's right. He's broke. That's right. That's just, you know, I was trying to illustrate the point that we have a lot of resources in this church. That's right. We have a lot of good yes, things, sir. a lot of good doctrine. Come on. But if we don't take it seriously... And we just blow our lives. Come through, on, preacher. It won't do any good. Yes, right. sir. You know, it's the same same way in this spiritual realm. You can have everything going for you. You can be raised in a Christian That's home. That's right. And we all pretty much have been. And homeschooled. You can be protected from the world and given the truth just on a silver plaque, handed right to you. That's right. You didn't have to hardly fight for it. It's just given right to you. But if you don't avail yourself of the opportunity, it's all going to be a big waste. You refuse to receive the grace of God. There's nothing else that can be done for you. Thought of another illustration. Just thinking about my time as a goat herder. And it's just, <laughs> thought it was, you know, some of us may be like stubborn old goats. When it comes time to worm those goats, give them the dewormer. You get the syringe out. You go to try to open their mouth and hold on to them. It's hard enough to get them to stay still. But when you're fighting a goat and that doesn't want to take the, the wormer and you're squeezing it in their mouth, if, if they don't really want it, they can pretty much just kick it out of their mouth. That's yeah. right. That's what some of us are doing. That's we right. Hear God's voice. Come on. That's right. You can't really force somebody to take something down their throat. That's right. You can put it in front of their mouth, try to make them take it, but it's not going to do any good. It, it, it's all going to end up on the ground wasted. Just a waste. You know, we have so much teaching on prayer, yet there's so little actual growth in our prayer lives. We talk about praying through, but do we really pray through daily? 
Come on. Do we pray through in every difficult circumstance on, when we preacher. don't feel like it? Do we pray through for others? You know, there's Come people that, that need to be prayed through. And it's our job to become intercessors and to learn how to pray. Of course, if you don't pray through for yourself, you're not going to be praying right. through for anybody yeah, else. That's right. Yeah. You know, we possess sound doctrine. We have the Word of God in our hands. We have sermons, messages, and books. You know, I believe it was Leonard Ravenhill. He talked about, you know, all these old saints say, John Wesley. He didn't have any bigger Bible than you do. That's right. He didn't have... Uh, Charles Finney, he didn't have a bigger Bible than you do. That's right. He just used it better. Yes, sir. Amen. We, we can read the Bible through over and over again. We can memorize the Bible. We can listen to good, sound, scriptural teaching and preaching. We can read all the great books of faith, and we should. But it won't change anything unless we choose to press into the presence of God. That's... That's the breakdown, I, and God was just dealing with me about it. I've listened to all the Ravenhill messages. I've listened to lots of Clendenin, lots of, of Tozer and and uh, Paisley and, and Brother Britt, Brother Charlie. I've, I've heard Come all on. of it. But if I don't choose to pray yes, and seek God and know Him, it's not going to do me any good. That's right. We just sit there. It's not going to help us. Gonna, it's going to be dangerous. We don't change anything. If we don't allow our lives to be altered, altered by the Word of God, we're going to be in a worse place spiritually Whoa. than if we just never heard the truth. It's a dangerous thing to get close to the truth and yet not embrace it. Whoa. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, For unto whom much is given, much of him shall be of him shall be much required. There's going to be a requirement for us. And the, our standard, I mean, I don't know how it works at the judgment seat. And I'm not trying to explain all that. But we've been given a lot of light and a lot of truth. And you rebel against it. You turn against it. It's a very dangerous thing. To squander the, 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 all the good teaching, all the good preaching, just because you refuse to embrace it yourself, to make it your own, and to, to really receive it, to digest right. it. That's right. Man, what are we doing with what God has given to us? You know, and we see in this, this uh, scripture, God is calling these people to build this temple. And I believe that God is going to build his church. The question is, are you going to be part of it? Right. Or are you going to be caught up with your own carnal, temporal, you know, things in life? And there's nothing wrong with the physical things of life and the there's necessities of life. You're living. You've got to do that. Not denying that. But you cannot let that take precedence over the, the church of the living God, over the house of God, over the temple of God in your own life. In the new covenant, we are the temple of God and we are to be building that temple so that there's a place of habitation for God. Amen. Amen. The question is, are you being part of the construction temple of God. Our, your, our lives, they're not to be centered up just around our own selves, just what we're doing, you know. I'm doing, you know, my daily job, my my hobbies. That's not what it's about. It's about Jesus, about Amen. Him getting the glory. We're to be concerned with the kingdom of God. Amen. The question is, what house are you building? What are you working on? You know, I need, I need personal revival. 
And before there will ever be a church-wide corporate revival, I need revival. Amen. You know? And that's, how does a fire start? You've got to get a spark. That's right. How does revival start? You've got to get a man that's empty of self. That's right. It's going to take that. It's going to, it's going to require a choice. You know, I've been listening to Brother Bracey Greer. That message, choosing versus desiring. You know, and I believe every one of us, we all desire revival. That's right. Every one of us. But there's a catch to that. That's right. You've got to choose it. Yes, sir. And every single one of us, we can have personal revival. And that's key to corporate revival. Right. So if we're not choosing personal revival, we're not choosing corporate revival. That's we can right. say we desire it over that's and over right. again. Come on. Every time we come to church, that's I right. desire revival. That's right. We need to be serious and honest with Amen. ourselves and with God. Do we truly want it with all of our hearts enough to change what we're doing? Because I know what I've done before, that didn't work. That's right. It, it was good, and I'm, I believe I'm living in the light that I have, but I need to go further. I want to have revival, personal revival. Amen. It's going to require that I choose something. Choose to go and pray when I don't feel like it. That's right. You know, we're not Calvinists. We can't choose Revival, You know, I don't believe that, I do believe revival is supernatural and that it's God-given. But we're not Calvinists. We're not waiting for God just to come. That's right. We are to be yes, sir. God's vessel that he's working in Amen. and moving Amen. in. Amen. Jesus said we need to have ears to hear. Amen. And he was speaking of the same thing that James spoke of when he said, if you're not a hearer of the word, if you're not a doer Amen. of the word, then you're just a hearer only. And uh, Jesus wasn't talking about can you hear with these natural ears. He was saying, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, he who will take this to heart and apply it is someone who has ears to hear. And you know, I was talking to someone the other day who left his church. Uh, Jeremiah. And, you know, it's interesting. Jeremiah, he has all the intellectual knowledge. I'm not trying to single him out. There's, we're, we're all one step away from doing exactly what he did if we fall away from Jesus. But you know, he had all the intellectual knowledge. He could, I mean, he was talking to me about stuff that's going on and things he's heard. And, you know, it's amazing. He really is just like, he, he knows the truth. That's right. He knows the yeah. truth. I mean, I'm like, you're like, you know, little junior pastor here. <laughs> Just telling me all the stuff, just how people, he's talking about other people and how they should do this and that. If they would do that, things would be right. They could just be. But you know, the difference between someone who's pressed in and someone who knows the truth, but they're, you know, shacking up and in total sin is, and I told Jeremiah this because we we're talking about something else. And I said, that what happened was, Jeremiah, I was in the same boat you were in. I was in the same boat. That every single young person in this church has been in, or I mean, it's probably, and some of you are in right now. I knew everything up here. You hear me? I knew all. I could sit down and tell you the truth backwards and right. forth. But I had to come to a point where I got honest with God. And I really, I don't have a desire for Jesus, and I know I don't. That's what I happened. I, I realized I don't have it. I don't have it. I really don't. I really don't love Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'd keep doing this if everybody died and I was left to myself and I could do whatever I want. I didn't think there was any consequences. I really don't desire Jesus like I ought to. And what happened was I decided either I'm going to get a desire for God or I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to just be real and honest with God. God, I don't have a desire for you. I want one. 
I need one. Amen. If I don't get one, I'm going to backslide. And I know I'm already backslidden hard at the time I supposedly, you know, been supposed to serve God. And I had backslidden. And I knew, God, if I don't get a hold of you, I'm going to fall away. That's right. And I chose. Amen. Like Brother Sam was talking Amen. I chose. Uh, yeah, if you would ask me, do you want to be a better Christian? Well, of course, brother, I want to be a better Christian. I know I need the Lord. <laughs> but I wasn't doing anything. That's right. Except going home and playing games and playing sports and whatever, running around the yard and doing whatever. And then one day it changed. And you, you, you can talk to my sibling. I, all of a sudden, I was decided, hey, I got to see God. And I would spend hours talking to God. I'm not saying there's a time limit that God, you talk to God. God will tell you how much he wants you to seek him. But if you begin to seek him, he'll, you, the thing is, God will open the windows of heaven upon you. Amen. And it's glorious. It got to the point where I didn't want to play games no more. It wasn't that I really, God was even stopping me from playing football in the front yard. I could have did it. God would have allowed me. But I just didn't desire to do it. Before, I would have went out. Oh, man, think of praying. That was awful. Right. I wanted to go play or go hunting or go fishing. Now, it, it's, oh, I'd rather go pray. I'd rather, I'd rather go talk to Jesus. That's the difference between truly choosing revival and then just knowing it intellectually. And we're going to give an account. We have a great debt upon our hands. I know. Like Brother Samuel said, too much is given, much is required. May we have ears to hear, amen, what God is saying to us. We can all go deeper in the Lord Jesus. And that's what God wants. Right. Amen. Uh, this is the first generation. Praise God. They've laid a foundation. But we need to build upon it. God expects us. He expects us to go further. Amen. Amen. It's not just, oh, well, we're just going to hold down the fort and hope that, you know, nobody comes along. To, no, we need to go further in Jesus. It's we're called to do that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand. Brother Timothy. Brother Brian Payton. Brother Brian